Hey, 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 welcome back to my podcast. My name is Bibi. I'm a faith and lifestyle blogger, podcaster, and I'm kind of getting to the YouTube world these days. So yeah, welcome back to my podcast. I would first of all like to apologize to everyone that listens to my podcast frequently. Um, for last week, I actually recorded an episode, but I don't know what happened. They never uploaded and it might not have been the best quality of something i wanted to put out there anyways also i kind of made a youtube video so i feel like my content schedule was very very packed and so then it just materialized the way i wanted to but yeah i'm back but yeah i'm back this week like i never left and i'm really really excited to share this topic with you um in the past last week the topic on my blog was love as a nature in which i delved into love being more than a feeling of romance and ecstasy and all that good stuff or love being a choice which is like oh i choose to love you because choices change right you know we can change our mind any at any point in time sometimes it's harder than then it is and sometimes it's easier for us to change our minds but yeah as believers love is truly our nature because we're born of god and god is love so that make that makes sense right if you're born of black parents and you come out as black it's because your parents are black if you're born of white parents and you come out as caucasian it's because your parents are caucasian so since everyone was born of god aka those that believe in jesus you can reference this in i think john chapter 3 4 and 5 we're all born into the nature of love we have the capacity to love people we have the capacity to love even when it's hard even when it's painful even when we don't want to it's just who we are this love has been walked into us romans 5 verse 5 says and hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has been walked into our hearts through the giving of the Holy Spirit. Some version says poured, the love of God has been poured into our hearts. Some version says gushed into our hearts. So my understanding of that scripture is that the same manner of which God loves, that same thing has been translated into our hearts. So I just wanted to do like a real, real quick recap of what i talked about on my blog last week just because i didn't do a podcast so now i'm going to jump into the topic for this week and i'm going to be talking about the fact that god's love is truly enough and it hurts me because sometimes people reach out to me and be like baby i don't feel god loves me i don't feel this i don't feel that i don't feel x i don't feel y and i'm just like oh it makes me so sad because the greatest love show of love in the world is the crucifixion of jesus scripture says something i don't remember exactly where it mentioned it i'll have to reference it later but what other way can someone show love and to give his life for his friend so that's the greatest show of god's love the cross as love is not shown to to us in material things whether it's money clothes shoes bags job cars whatever that's not what that's not our yardstick for defining how god loves us 
it's the cross i know it's not easter period easter is still a few months away but i just wanted to share some thoughts about god's love towards us as believers and encourage us that god loves us is intentional about you his love is unconditional towards you regardless of what you feel or what you think and all so i'm going to be mentioning five i'm going to be talking about five different points i've broken this topic into five segments and i hope you stay with me because i think it's going to be a fun ride amen so i'm going to start from the first point which says being bad is a qualification for god's love so the inspiration for this subtopic was romans 5 verse 8 and i'm going to be reading all the scriptures today in amplified classic version and romans 5 verse 8 says but god shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we're yet while we're still seen as christ the messiah the anointed one died for us Ooh, that's like that's powerful on its own it says but god shows and clearly proves his love for us by the fact that while we're still seen as christ the messiah the anointed one died for us so like i said earlier on the greatest proof of god's love is the crucifixion of jesus and i would like us to stop judging god's love by material things i know sometimes you may be i've been there before i've been in a situation where i was looking for a job and i was unemployed for almost six months and i began to feel like god doesn't even remember me god has forgotten about me i had bills to pay i didn't have food on my table i was just like yeah this god it doesn't give it if he exists somewhere it doesn't care about me but that was it was a learning period for me it was a learning period to understand that god doesn't have to prove his love for me by giving me a job because he has proved his love for me by giving christ to die for me so it happens we feel it all the time we feel like god doesn't love us because we make a mistake like oh i committed this sin yeah god definitely doesn't love me god is done with me and i'm like no god isn't done with you stop being moved by your feelings stop your feeling will tell you oh god it's stop being like just tell your feelings to shut up and which is why i'm very thankful for the scripture because if you go to jeremiah 17 verse 9 it says the art is deceitful above all things and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick who can know it perceive understand be acquainted with his own art and mind so you might think oh i know my mind i know my art i know my feelings but no we've been told to be led by the word not by our feelings so anything you're feeling you can go to the bible and find something that talks about it and nullifies your feelings instantly so don't be led by your feelings take it a, a step ahead take it one level higher be led by the word of god jesus loves you if you were good perfect a goody two shoes you wouldn't have needed to be saved. God would just be like, oh, these ones are really good people. There's no need for me to save them. There's no need for me to send Jesus to die for them. So to me, to you, the robber, the serialist, the ritualist, the child molester, the serial killer, 
all of us have been lumped into the same category and jesus came and died for every single one of us think about it if god can love you when you're so deeply in sin where you hated him you didn't even know anything about him isn't that now that you've tasted and seen of his goodness you've been saved isn't that now that you have a greater assurance of his love for you so pain will happen lack will happen many things will happen but we cannot afford to judge god's love by those things but we judge his love by the cross so i'd like to encourage everyone to read matthew 22 1 to 14 again matthew 22 1 to 14 is the parable of the great banquet and you'd see that this story kind of talks about our relationship with god god was the king in this story he told the servants to go and call as many people as they can but the only requirement to enter the banquet was to wear the clothes they were providing one man thought his clothes was better than what the king was offering and decided to enter and when he entered he was banished forever and that's basically us and our works we say oh i don't want to take god's salvation i want to do it on my own i want to wear my own salvation and come into the presence of god but our righteousness is like filthy rags which is why christ has made us the righteousness of god in christ jesus for us that we believe in him so we have to stay in that belief stay in it it's how it's a, it's our access to the throne believing in jesus is the access to god the only way the truth and the life and that's just it so point b is god doesn't love person a more than he loves person b i've heard people saying trying to reference oh jacob jacob i have loved Esau i have hated to prove that god's god god loves more people some people more than he loves other people but that's a big lie go to the book of romans 2 verse 11 it says for god shows no partiality undue favor unfairness with him one man is not different from another god there's nothing we can do to impress god that'll be like okay now i love this person more than i love every other person else anyone that tells you that is a liar and that's making you delve into works to get approval from god the only place you can be approved to god is in christ so i know sometimes we look at our secular and be like ah for example chidima chidima got married before 25 she had her first out at 27 she did this she did that wow she's accomplished god must really love her she got married at this she had her children on effortless like life has just been perfect for chidima that's a proof that god loves her more than she loves me sometimes we even look at unbelievers and begin to judge them ah that kind of things were going smoothly for this person they don't even pray they don't go to church they don't fast they don't do anything but like life is so easy for them and when you stay there you just begin to delve into envy and jealousy but which goes back to the first point god's love can never be judged by material things we have to rearrange our mind as to what god's love the greatest proof like the validation of god's love for us is the cross cross for some people they've invested more time with god so they can hear for him they have an intimate relationship with him which is why it might look as if god loves them more but god doesn't love them more you're just kind of like thinking like a lover you have a lover someone you're in love with you're not spending time with them you're not hanging out with them you're not getting to know them to look as though 
you guys don't love each other because you don't know each other but imagine start investing time and spending time with them loving on them hanging out with them the intimacy would be so obvious that the whole world would be like oh my god these two people are in love because of the investment you both are making to spend with each other that's how it is with god we have to invest our time with him so don't just practice religion like oh i go to church i read my bible just because they say a good question should read their bible i pray just because they say good question should pay but it has to be more you have to dive deeper ask him questions this is an opportunity to encourage you that if you don't have a relationship with god or the holy spirit right now this is a good time because he helps you he gives you direction he gives you purpose that way you can ask him questions holy spirit why is this going on what's happening right here and he explains things to you he teaches you see god is the one that created you he's the creator of heaven and earth and every other thing that's in it and he's the only one that knows how you function he's the one that has the manual for your functionality so you have to keep consulting him going back to him and say god how far was this was that because he's the one that knows you before you're even formed in your mother's womb so we always have to go back and refer to him in all things finally god doesn't love your pastor or your bishop or your prophet more than he loves you don't let anyone make you feel like you're you're insignificant to god because of your spiritual status god loves every one of us equally number three you have the capacity to love way past your understanding you might be feeling that though like oh I'm struggling with this love thing. I'm so impatient with my friends. I can't love them. I want to clap back. I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh, revenge is the next sweet thing. But like I referenced in the beginning, Romans 5 verse 5 says, Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love is thick, unconditional, reckless, never ending, doesn't fade, doesn't diminish, doesn't shake. This exact thing of love is the kind of love that has been worked into you as a believer in the fullest measure. That time you stepped forward and you received the love of God. You received Jesus into your heart and said, Jesus, come and live and dwell in me. That same day you accept the capacity to love like God. With the understanding of this kind of love, there's no room for bitterness, envy, jealousy, strife. There is no room because God doesn't express God doesn't experience those things. He doesn't entertain those things. You too can. You too can. There's no space for it in your mind, in your heart. Just keep reminding yourself, maybe in this week, remind yourself that God's love is in my heart. God's kind of love is in my heart. And I'm enabled to express it to people. So either but I'm being short with your sibling your parent your spouse when they do something choose to be patient because love is patient rather than revenging because someone hurt you and you have the power to hurt them back choose to be kind choose to be kind love really shows in places where it's not as if no you have a choice than not to love but a choice where you have the power you have the capacity to revenge but you chose love that's the best way for you to thrive so please let's show love to people we can't say we know god and we choose not to show love 
it's an oxymoron no we can't say we're christians and we don't know how to show love to people we're ash with people we're 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 short-tempered easily irritated that's not who you are it's not who you are as a christian it's not who you are as a believer you're so much more you're so so much more you have god's ability god's god's capacity to love you have it it is who you are in christ believe me when i say this to you so yeah i'm going to move to the next one love loving is genuinely easier when your source is the love of god and i'm going to be reading from the book of first john 4 7 to 8 and it says beloved let us love one another for love is springs from god and he who loves his fellow men is begotten that is born of god and is coming progressively to know and understand god and to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him even does not love has not become acquainted with god does not and never did know him for god is love i feel like that verse is so self-explanatory if you don't know how to love people there's a high chance that you haven't known god yet you don't understand how like who god is Yes, the gist. God created everyone, and unfortunately, through, due to the fall of man, as a result of what happened in the Garden of Eden, we're separated from God. But everything He designed us, the way He designed us at creation, is still in us. Thankfully, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we're now united with God for those who believe. We are back in an indestructible union with God. So loving people without receiving Christ into your heart is an extreme sport. It's almost impossible. Because if you're not plugged in, if you're not connected to God, you cannot know how to love. You can try, it may look like it, but there's still some kind of like short, short falling. For some of us, we still think, oh, God is waiting for us to mess up so it can strike us punish us with something punish us with um, some kind of infirmity or disease or poverty but no that's not our God our God is love anyone that thinks contrary to that does not know who God is so yeah if you truly know God you will not treat people badly you will not encourage any form of violence you will not physically or emotionally abuse people See, it is a great dishonor to say you know God, you you believe in God, you're a Christian, you're a born-again Christian, and you lay your hands on someone, be it your wife, your husband, your domestic staff, your employee, you you domestically brutalize them. You can't you can't say you know God and you're doing that. You have to go back and accept his love into your heart. Also, it's a great dishonor to say you know God and you engage in pre or extramarital affairs. Premarital affairs is infidelity to God. You're, you're cheating on God by not honoring him with your body. Extramarital affairs is you're cheating on your spouse. You're dishonoring God by saying, oh, my vow is a joke. I don't believe my vow. 
I just said it for saying sake. I, I'm not really committed to this person. It's a great dishonor. I just really pray that as believers, we get to see God in a clearer light. And you get a picture so we can love like he does. He's our source of love. And that's it. So the last point today is nothing can separate you from the love of God. For this one, I don't have too much to say. I'm just going to read Romans chapter 8, 38 to 39. And it says, Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? Even as it is written, For thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, we are more, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond doubt. I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Anytime I read that scripture, I just get goosebumps. It gives us a guarantee and assurance. Apostle Paul says he is persuaded without a reasonable doubt that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Absolutely nothing. Just, just, just meditate on it. It's Romans chapter 8, 38 to 39. If you have some time, just meditate on that scripture. So that there shall be there can be some breaking in your heart, in your mind about how much God loves you. So yeah, this brings me to the end of the podcast for today. And I just want you to ask yourself, is God's love truly truly enough for me? I want you to reflect on it. And no. Ask yourself, is God's love truly enough for it? For me personally, I think I've gotten to that stage that Christ has become my sufficiency. I wasn't there last month or the month before. So it's not about my bank account. It's not about my car, my job, other things. I choose to stay with Christ because of everything he has done for me. Especially because of his crucifixion, what he has made me. And I also want you to ask yourself, are you okay with Christ? Is his love truly enough for you? And also ask yourself, how can you make his love enough for you? I have one answer. Stay with his love explained through his word. Thank you so much for listening and staying this far. I pray that all your desires are met. I pray that you experience God like never before. I pray that the revelation of God's love will hit your heart like never before just kind of like john the beloved at the personal revelation of how much god loved him that he called himself john the disciple whom jesus loved that's how you begin to see yourself you will begin to understand that god loves you unconditionally for in jesus name have i prayed amen thank you so much for listening to the very end have a wonderful week Bye bye